We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. It's American dualism. Welcome to the show. What? Hosted by your boys, Bob and Joe. Damn. So if you ain't heard it, then now you know. Yeah. Now you know it's the number one podcast, conversation and grass, sci-fi, politics, and many more topics. Keep the volume loud, cause this shit is popping. Sometimes gotta guess that just might drop in. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. It's American dualism. Yeah. Shut up and just listen. Welcome back to the Bernie Bo Bernie Bro podcast. I'm your host Bobby B, and we've got a special guest today, a real potential Bernie Sanders delegate here from the sixth district of Illinois. Not even potential, real one, full delegate. Yes, well, real delegate. We're being optimistic. We're being George optimistic. He already is won. here, and we're gonna spit some truth for you kids. All right, hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, you told me you saw. A Bernie Fireside chat before you got here. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to watch that, it but it? I so it was wasn't on when I started watching, and then I had to get in a car. And I gotcha. No, it was basically a follow-up to. Uh, did you guys see the um, that uh, really great talk that he did a couple days ago uh, about the coronavirus? No, I didn't. I, I so go clips. check that out on YouTube or whatever. Because yeah, that, to we'll, me was we'll go to the Bernie Sanders YouTube channel. It was the most presidential address that you know. I've that would be in nice. An address so, so beautifully, <laughs> like, just together and and so, like, not just logical, and authoritative, but compassionate all at the same Moving. time. It was it was it was great. So basically, he he went in and he said, "Look, here's what we need to do. We need to have 24-hour hotline." for people to call so there's not so much confusion. People can ask questions. What's going on? What do I need to do? I think I might be infected. I don't know where I should go. What's the local place for me to go? That makes so much sense. Then he's talking about mobilizing interns to come in and, and, and add to the medical you know core that we have and retired doctors to come back and and help out. And instead of you know injecting one point five trillion dollars to help, you know, prop up Wall Street. Yeah, give it all to the biggest companies. That makes sense to me. How about, instead, how about building 150,000 hospitals and getting a million doctors we could pay for a year with some of that kind of money? So, I mean, it was just inspirational, I guess, is the summary word for me. And this thing that he did today, this fireside chat, was okay. I, I mean, it was it was just, it was kind of, it was. I mean, it was a little rough, maybe. I mean, uh, Faz, if that's how you pronounce his first name. Faz, yeah. She, yeah, he, he was okay. And then, But then there was like some... <laughs> Some woman in the background was like, like yelling at somebody or something like that. And, and oh, Bernie no. had to stop and look over, and he was kind of, kind of annoyed because then he forgot what he was saying, and it was a little, <laughs> little bit less an idea. It was okay though. I mean, hey, you got to have stuff like that to know it's the real world. That's right. To know that he's a real human. It's not a paid audience at a Bernie <laughs> rally. Right. But anyway, so here's my thinking, and and you guys obviously direct me as to which direction you want to go. But I see three basic topics for us to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One is policy. Yes. The other one is the race. The race. And then the other one is the crisis, the, the coronavirus, the crash of the stock well, market and everything else. So to I'd me, say whichever one's your favorite, go for well, it, because I'm interested in all those things. Well, let's start with policy. Yes, right? policy. And let me, let me make a point. We can dig deep. Yeah, I'll start out with, with, with uh, this point, which is 
everybody comes up to me and, and, and tries to convince me that, you know what, if Bernie Sanders loses, and we're going to definitely today, before I get out of here, we're gonna, I, I hope we talk about you know, the race itself in terms of oh, like, why will. I think Bernie's going to win but, and, and what we have to do to make that happen. But if Bernie doesn't win, People are saying, you know, Joe Biden is the lesser of two evils, and, you know, we can't let Trump win again because, okay, here's my position on it. I disagree with that 150%. Here's why. If you look at the policies that that Joe Biden has supported, has voted for, yeah. and has championed in his whole career, and you compare them side by side to Donald Trump, there's They're not that different. No different. Let me start with this, the Iraq War. Not only did he vote for the Iraq War, Joe Biden— he supported the war. He championed it. And after the war was already happening, he, he said he was proud that he had done that. Let's look at... Ridiculous. Let's look at the crime bill, right? He not only supported it and championed it. Again, he talked about how proud he was. He talked about thugs running down the street that were going to chase his grandmother with clubs and axes. <laughs> so, I mean... That crime bill <coughs> is responsible for hundreds of thousands of people being put in cages, primarily or overwhelmingly minorities, separated from their families, kids without dads, without moms, for, for decades. And all for because of this, this fetish. The crime bill. Trying to be, yeah, for the crime bill, exactly. The 1992 yeah, or 94. I'm, I'm, what did we get out of it, right? And like these type of small drug charges and this perpetuating this war on drugs as a Democrat. He was the first Democrat to come out for it. That's just disgraceful. And you know that a month ago, he just said, less than a month ago, in a speech, that marijuana is a gateway drug to opioids. That's what Biden said? Joe Biden said. Oh, my God. He's an idiot. He said it's a gateway drug to opioids. Instead of recognizing that every state that has legalized marijuana has had like an 80% drop drop in in opioid deaths. Because people can now use something that's not addictive. It's not that. No it's side not, effects. I mean, I won't say it's not addictive, but it's definitely not as bad as it's being addicted. It's not physically addictive. To, like be, pills. It can be psychologically. You get into it in a habit, but it's not. It's not it's physically not dependent. You can't right. get a physical dependency. That's what I'm it. talking about. Like like opioids are, which is why people die from them. Like no one's puking in the morning from not smoking a joint. And by him, exactly. And by him, you know, refusing to legalize marijuana, even though. Uh, many, many states have legalized it already. By him refusing to do that, he's going to ensure that hundreds of thousands of people remain incarcerated. I mean, I'll be honest. On the marijuana issue, I have a little bit of a local stake in it. I don't care if it gets federally legalized because I want Illinois to make money off of it. Oh, <laughs> like full, yeah, but if it, stays, if it stays illegal on a federal basis, I mean, they can still come in and they can come raid. I mean, that country. is unfortunate. This is, but. I just don't. I just want to have it before Indiana for a while. But I have. I'll admit it. I have on past pods, especially when Bloomberg was in the race. I've said defensive things about Joe Biden because there were scarier things on the table. Yeah. But the fact is, Joe Biden is just a really disappointing candidate. And even if I personally can suck it up and go vote for Joe Biden, like most young people won't. I. Can barely get people to vote for Bernie. They're not going to show up for Joe Biden. Well, of like, course not. And my point is that their policies are almost identical. And I'll contend, I'll argue with you on this one thing. I'll contend that Joe Biden as president is actually worse for the country than Donald Trump. And I, here's that, why. I think that might be true. Because the liberals and the left 
and a lot of progressives go to sleep. That's what yeah, they're gonna Barack they're gonna Obama. go straight to bed. They're like, <laughs> Barack Obama became Sleepy president. Joe's I cried. Put a spell and, on the country. <laughs> I cried in Grand Park on the night my daughter and I were there. We watched the election. We saw Barack Obama win. He came out with his wife and his kids. I cried like a baby. I must have hugged 200 people that night. You know, and then what happened? Nothing. We started drone bombing in seven countries with a Tuesday afternoon kill list. We started fracking at a rate higher than ever before in history. We started building pipelines more rapidly than we ever had before. We deported more people in the Obama yeah. administration with Joe Biden nodding his head excitedly. I made that part up. But we, <laughs> we deported more people in that administration than in all previous administrations combined. So my point is this. If you put another Joe Biden, um, put a Joe Biden in there, another Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, establishment, corporate Democrat, what's going to happen is it's much worse than a Donald Trump. And, and then, so, Bob, you and I were chatting before, and you said, well, yeah, but, and then like the nuclear point, everybody thinks, well, the Supreme Court. Yes. Okay, yes. Let, let, the me nuclear... that, let me argue that point. Yes. Oh, you're going to so, argue for gonna, the, no, the, argue the size? Point. Yeah. Here's why. Yes. So for stuff in the court. Let's go. Here's, Packing okay, it up. Here we go. The reason that Clarence Thomas is on the Supreme Court is because Joe Biden, who was the head of that committee. The Judiciary Committee, yeah. He was the head of that Judiciary Committee. He had the right to do anything in, that, in those hearings that he wanted. And you know what he did? He allowed Anita Hill to be victim-shamed. He denied witnesses that she had offered to come yeah, in and bullshit. verify her testimony. The reason we have Clarence Thomas, he paved the way for Clarence Thomas to be Supreme Court judge, who's one of the worst Supreme Court judges, if not the worst. He's asked a total of like three questions. questions right. This is this kind career. of, this conversation's happening in reverse because me and George have... This is our second take on a lot of these topics because yeah. I'm bad with technology. But <laughs> that's a prime example of how Joe Biden really is no better than Trump. How is Clarence Thomas any better than Brett Kavanaugh? How? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, well, how? Representation. You're right. He's black. Yeah, that's that's kind the of one important. redeeming part about it's it. Clarence Thomas. It's because it's a token. It's a token representation, and it's almost offensive. It, I yeah, mean, it's offensive. It because is you offensive. Get guy, you get a guy who fights against civil rights. You get a guy who who fights against the little guy. Who fights against minority rights. Who fights against uh, you know uh, mm -hmm. sexual orientation rights. Who fights against you know the workers' rights. I mean. It's a worst-case scenario. Brett Kavanaugh, at least we know he's an idiot, right? Yes. Clarence Thomas has this aura because... Because he's a black guy. Right. He's an African-American. <laughs> he has this aura that he must be... Okay. He's, it's I mean, worse. It's like... It, I won't say it's worse because it's, it's like on the one hand, he's just your standard Republican. Like, my opinion is pretty disgusting on every issue. But on the other hand, at least the Republicans back in the 80s were like... It's about time. We should put a black Republican in. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not great. I think it's, it's obviously like very, very cheap. But and my point is, we're not going to get any, any anything better. And here's why: if Biden's in there, because because when Obama Biden's too was in friendly there, with all the the conservatives right. in the Senate. And when Obama was in there, what did they do? What did the Republicans they do for a year? They fucking they blocked, blocked him. It. And do you Joe think promised him, he was like, there? I can get the people in the Senate to get, and like, no, you didn't. You fucking failed. Like, he you, totally, the Senate didn't get shit done under the Obama didn't, presidency. Didn't get shit done. And here's the thing. If, uh, if, uh, I, I'm, if Bernie Sanders is in there, do you think 
He's going to sit by and go, oh, that's all right. Just go ahead and block the, 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 my judiciary appointments. I don't think so. I think he's going to be on TV 50 times a week yelling at the American public to go yell at their congresspeople and their senators to, to, get, to get stuff passed. For example, if they're trying to block a Supreme Court judge, he's not going to just sit by and watch it I happen. I think that's my at opinion. the bare minimum, like the least productive Bernie Sanders presidency possible, like with the most deadlock. I think the Senate, if Bernie actually won, would be obligated to pass Medicare for all. Like there'd yes. be no way. <laughs> that's right. Like he has this long list of all of demands that they right. think are awful. Like fifteen dollar minimum wage. Oh. <laughs> we have to pay them? Oh, gosh. Oh, they want mandatory, like, child care? Oh, we can't do that. They're like, fine, you want medical care? F- fine. If you stop complaining, <laughs> that's right, that's right. I feel I like the, the least minimum we can I've get is the Medicare for all. Like, everyone knows a vote for Bernie Sanders is a vote for Medicare for all. All the other shit, the fr- like, there are lots of people who might have a decent reason for saying they don't want a fracking ban or maybe they don't want a moratorium on all deportations. But I think it, it's in the polls. Like 70% of the people who voted in the Democratic caucus want Medicare for all. Right. And even with a, without just Democrats, just everyone, it's about 60% yeah. that yeah. want Medicare for all. That's like right. We can't mm-hmm. drag our feet on this anymore. Like People are literally dying or going mm-hmm. bankrupt. Right. I agree, and I think you're right. So the, the, you, or, your point is really good. I haven't heard people say that. I, it's a great point. I the was, worst case, Ber- Bernie Sanders administration is going to get ten times more things passed than a Biden. So I got a, I got a question that ties into this, it, and this is more on the campaign side. Is like introspectively, if we look back on this campaign, do you think Bernie had too many policy issues? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. Tell us why. Because. That's his thing. And the, yeah, you, if you got a thing, you got to do your thing. We need comprehensive reform. He wants to change American society and think as about a it. whole. I got medical debt. He said he wants to forgive all medical debt. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have student debt. He says he wants to forgive student debt, and he, he's going to try to get it but done. See, that's what I'm talking about. He covered so much of the population with his immigration uh, bills, where the first day in office, he's going to reenact DACA and, and give those people and their families, which nobody else says, full protection and mm-hmm. a path to citizenship for all undocumented people, right? So you look at the Latino community, and they're like, what the fuck choice do we have? How could we not vote for Bernie but, Sanders? But no here, one else gives a shit about it. Here's where I think he might have made That's some true. strategic errors, like reinstating DACA, yeah, that's a that's a good plan. I think the majority of people can get behind that. Yeah, putting a moratorium, like completely ending deportation for an unspecified amount of time, that as soon as you become president, that, like, putting the two together make that into a lot bigger of an ask. And then when you can, like forgiving medical debt and Wait, forgiving let me, student debt. Let me just debt. Uh, uh, mention something on that real quick, if I could. Mm-hmm. Is that he he has said that. He's not going to stop all deportations, meaning that if somebody has, has committed a violent a crime. crime, they will be deported if they're if they're undocumented. Well, I'm glad so he you said that. that. I'm he glad you that. clarified yeah, me there because we that. need to get the truth out here about right. his policies. Right. right. But I mean, I'm just saying that I think there are certain people out there who hear how many different types of debt forgiveness Bernie wants to do, and they ask the question like, does he want to make everything free? And I think the obvious answer to that is no. Like, obviously, even though Bernie's a socialist, 
He doesn't want to wipe out the market systems. Right. But I think... Dude, we found $1.5 trillion dollars overnight. We pulled it out of our ass two days ago. Yeah, we pulled... Yeah, we, we have $1.5 trillion dollars for freaking this emergency response, which I don't know where that's going to go. Like, they pulled these massive numbers out. Where where did that 1.5 trillion go? That 1.5 go? got they, injected that into was, the market. Wasn't that they were buying back stocks? And, and so what happened is the stock market went up for 35 minutes. Woo! And well, it came right back down. 1.5 trillion dollars to make minutes. the graph go up. All you regular Americans, Joe, did you feel exactly the relief? Right. That's exactly did, what did happened. Did you feel the relief in the 500 bucks you have in Robinhood? Because they've been advertising so much that, oh, every American needs to get in the market. You need to get in the market. This is a little bit of truth for all you people out there who see those ads like Webull or Robinhood saying get in the market. You can't get in the market. It's a good idea. But your share of the pie is still going to be tied to that measly 725 wage they're paying you like you can't invest ten thousand dollars in the market if they're only paying you ten dollars an hour so right. at the end of the day even if your shares grow by ten thousand percent if you were only able to put 700 bucks in the market exactly. you're still back at square one because you've got because everybody else's money went up the same as yours so oh suddenly the billionaires are trillionaires and i'm a millionaire but my money's worth Still the same measly McDonald's cheeseburgers I've been eating. That's like right, that's it's right. bullshit. Did you did you see? It's amazing the first thing you said at the beginning of that because I don't know if you saw Donald Trump today. Uh, well, I watched it today. I don't know if he said it yesterday or today. I can't remember because I always watch stuff that's already been recorded. But he basically was making his little update statement <laughs> about the the coronavirus thing, and they brought up the stock market, and they brought up the 1.5 trillion bucks, and he spent like two or three minutes saying. Wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't that beautiful? The stock market came right up. Did you see what we were able to do in 15 minutes? In 15 minutes, <laughs> if we right should do that up. five times a day. So wait a minute, really? So 1.5 trillion five times a day—that's not bad. Apparently, we can pull we can, money out of our we ass. We can print money for the stock market, but for medical care, no. Nah. Bullets, yes. Wait, so he literally spent Education? 1.5 no. trillion dollars. The, the Fed printed 1.5 trillion, injected into into the market. I don't even. It's amazing. You see these Republicans, they're like, we can't just print money. If we just print money, it'll be like the Weimar Republic. Everyone will be paper wallpapering their houses with money. Oh, the, the stock market took a dip. Get me 1.4 trillion dollars, stat. <laughs> but the best thing, you remember that little uh, little post I showed you guys that said um, it was funny, but I want to make a point about it. Where it said, you know, it was God speaking, and he said. You know, something like, damn it, I sent you guys a bird last time. You didn't listen. Now you got a plague, right? <laughs> but here's why I brought that up. Because isn't it amazing how all of a sudden that socialism ain't so bad anymore when all of a sudden we want to, like, prevent people from getting sick by the hundreds of thousands. Suddenly, hey, you got Donald Trump and you got Nancy Pelosi and you got everybody else saying... Medicare for all sounds like a really good strategy because you know what we can do is we can make sure that everybody's not that everyone sick. Everyone gets the vaccine when it's available. See, that's like, why I think like that's the thing that like even they even are talking about it now. If the vaccine's available, I'm sorry, Bob, you go ahead. <coughs> I was really just trying to say that's why <laughs> I think Bernie should have focused a little bit more centrally on Medicare for all and not so much on student loan debt forgiveness simply because he can do that 
in, in term two or ha- hand or, that responsibility off to AOC. Or like, he can promise it once he's elected. Like, that's my thing is I think that it does come off as a little, not disingenuous, but just pie in the sky when you're running. It's only pie in the sky if you don't watch him take $1.5 trillion and, and light it on fire. True. I mean, if once they do that, then the sky is already full of pie, for Christ's sake, man. Honestly, so we just need some of that shit. The we way just need our a fucking slice or two, and then we're in better shape. One point. You know, that's an amazing number because they say that's that the entire number. Iraq war cost like 2.5. Right. So they took the amount of money it cost to blow up half of a fucking country <laughs> for my entire life. And they just injected it into the stock. Like, it's astounding. I have stocks now, and I still think it's fucking stupid. It's astounding. It's astounding. Anyway, all right. So, so as far as electability and all that stuff, I don't think there's any. There's way, no electability. I don't think probably. there's any way that. Uh, no, I don't think there's any way that Biden. I don't think there's any way Biden is electable. And the reason I say that is because most of the people, 95% of the people, who voted for Hillary Clinton in, in 2016, are going to vote again. For the Democrat, whether mm-hmm, it's Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders or Joe Biden. So you got those people locked in. What about the young people who otherwise, only, the only reason they're considering voting, like you guys were talking about trying to convince some folks to vote, and it's even hard to get them to vote for Bernie, but they probably will. Yeah. You're not going to get them to vote for Joe freaking Biden. It ain't going to happen. I mean, and a lot of independents. So the point I was making I mean, before is that in the states, in this Super Tuesday that Bernie lost to Joe Biden, Bernie won the independence overwhelmingly. So I feel like he's going to get a good chunk of independence. I know some of the independents are probably going to, going to vote, would, vote for, for, uh, would vote for Biden, but I don't see that Biden's electable. I really I don't. I mean, the reason Biden is electable, it's three simple things. One, Obama. he's a man. Two, Obama. And three, he's... A moderate, like those are the only we, three okay, things. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm glad Let's you didn't go to the word, nuclear the moderate one, the Warren right Vice there. President thing, because I would have no, started no, to cry. Because no. that, that's going to make me cry. I mean, I wanted them back before Michigan. I wanted Bernie to roll out the Warren VP thing because I, yeah. I was that desperate. I was like, now, me too. Me too. now, please, now. Everybody and then when it didn't happen, was I was like, I don't care what Elizabeth Warren says for the rest of her life. She didn't forgive him fast enough to make a difference. Right. But I heard that. Obama was actually further behind at this point in the primary. It's true. That's exactly right. He was 300 delegates Which, behind. I know I was in middle school back then and I couldn't vote, but I remember feeling desperate back then. I was like, Illinois hasn't even gotten a chance to vote. Right. Hillary's going to win. Like, oh my God, we're doomed. And then he won. So like, maybe maybe we're all freaking out for no, no reason. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 300 delegates he was behind and Bernie's behind 150. Half the states... Have not voted yet. And we're going to win okay. Illinois. The states haven't voted. I know maybe this is a bad thing to admit on the pod, but I'll, I'll tell you. You know what I did? I did the worst thing you could do. I was so scared. I, I did this. What would you do? <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, we lost Michigan. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm like, well, i got to stop Trump. I went and applied for a job with Joe Biden. <laughs> did you really? I, I did. Yeah, I went on did. his website. And his, webs- <laughs> his website is just as old as him. It must be run by someone around his age because they still only had... You could only apply for positions in South Carolina, Nevada, New Hampshire, and Iowa. So it's still back like weeks ago, and I'm like, uh, "Well, I'm a, I'm gonna apply. They they're gonna accept me because no one is looking to work for this campaign." And I yeah. literally in my application, I'm like, "I know we're gonna lose. Hire me to get the Bernie Bros back." But I, I'm less worried you now. Not I've, be I've leveled this out. On the pod. I've, no, man. <laughs> like. 
No, we need to all admit is, that yeah. we've been feeling pretty scared these I last know, few days. I know. That's true. I mean, I've been focused on I've talking to new down. people. I've talked to at least a dozen new voters that I hadn't reached out to before. I'm encouraged by all of the posts that I've seen that are not made up. These are people that are in groups that I'm in, a lot of them, where they're talking about, you know, hey, breaking news out here in you know, Glendale Heights. My grandma, who's been a Republican, agreed to vote for Bernie because she's, <laughs> she really would, you know, that kind of stuff. I've seen more posts like that where really older folks I mean, have been getting talked into I, finally supporting Bernie. I think the best thing for Bernie really is the negative media attention. Like, a lot of people in our movement complain about it all the time. I'm like, it's a glowing advertisement. Like, these are the same people who shoved Hillary Clinton down our throats in 2016. Look at how that worked out. Trump wins. Like, the more shit the media talks about Bernie, the more the people who voted for Trump have to look at him and be like, there must be something great about this guy. The media seems to hate him. That's why I wish that he would have not been so scared to go attack his competitor, his Democratic competitors, because he would have been attacked in the media for it. I mean, they would have said, "Oh, Bernie's being a mean guy and stuff." It would have helped him. Did you see the Fox News thing? Sorry, I know you were about to make. No, no, I don't no, forget no. this one. This one's this one's fun for me. Yeah, the Fox, Fox News. Did you see that t- town Which hall? Fox News? Yeah, yes, we watched I love that, that on YouTube the other day. The best yes. part of the whole election season was when he was up there. And he goes, he didn't even know this was going to happen. He asked the first question. He goes. Well, let me ask you, is Medicare for everybody? Is, is, is that a, a radical idea? Is that a radical idea? idea? And the crowd goes, no. 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 And yes. he was smart enough to go, I bet I can do that again. Yes. And he did it like six times yeah, in a row. Is that a radical yeah. idea? No. And no. by the time they were done, like, the, the two moderators were like, we're screwed. They're the audience the Fox <laughs> News audience. Town hall. And they're like, no. <laughs> is $15 minimum wage a radical idea? No. no! That was fantastic. That was yeah, the best that part was of this beautiful. whole election season. Was I mean, that and happen. that goes exactly to my point, is that while Biden might be safer with the moderates, quote-unquote, right. like independent types, like not, Bernie Sanders snowflakes. polls better <laughs> with real Republicans. Right. He he really is going to turn... Right. He's going to turn Donald Trump voters, and he's going to get the youth. I mean, and... Let, so let me tell you this. When I was out getting signatures and canvassing, but especially when I was out getting signatures... I, people would, would try to press me a little bit, right? Because it's like, well, yeah. I, I don't know you. Right? They got it. Yeah. What, what do you stand for? Whatever. And some of the people would just flat out come right out and say in the beginning, look, I'm, I'm a Republican. I, I'm I a vote, Trump I voted lover. for Trump. And I'd be like, oh, all right. Well, you know, the thing about Bernie is, and I would say something like, you know, the thing about Bernie is he's possibly the only really honest politician. And I tell, I'm telling you, time after time, they would turn to me and go, well, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, I agree with you on that. And I'd be like, that's why Bernie is it, it offers us some hope, because he's the only guy not taking money from corporations. He's the only guy who's going to actually work for the working people. And I would get these Republicans going, yeah, no, you know, I like yeah, Bernie. I mean, point. he's an honest yeah, guy. Point. And then I would drop it, because I figured, I made that much progress. I'm not going to push <laughs> yeah. it. Like, well, thanks a lot. And then as they were walking away, a couple of them would turn around and go, you know, give me that petition. I'll sign it for you. I'm not kidding. It <laughs> yeah. was a great feeling. That's all. Yeah, they get it the point of it is that Republicans are potentially going to vote for Bernie. Yes. Because Trump has now screwed their freaking 401ks. He looks like like an orange that's melting like an down. I mean, he looks horrible. He sounds like a two-year-old. 
And they're, some of these people have some pride. And they're like, <coughs> you know, God but damn, this guy's embarrassing. Th- this is exactly why Bernie Sanders is the most electable candidate. Because even though Donald Trump talks like an establishment outsider, Bernie Sanders is the only <laughs> candidate who's actually trying to run a different play. Like, right. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump may have talked very different, but the actual plays they wanted to run were very similar. Just like Joe yeah, Biden like, and Donald Trump. Should we throw Trump. another Hail Mary? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, <laughs> that guy people yeah, are yeah. tired of the I same love, the thing happening over and over again. But Bernie Sanders is not going to run the same play the Democrats have been running at this end line year after year. Bill Clinton was probably the first Democratic president who could have gotten Medicare for all. And he didn't uh, even try for it. I've he, got a... Right. He was a sliding... Yeah. Talking about moving the goalposts, Joe Biden allowed car emissions to go... Like, they got worse the during yeah the car worse. yeah the car re- like emission regulations got worse during his presidency and now that we're was at the a, first time since Nixon since they started we yeah. are like right now we are at a turning point in world history where we can decide to respond to a climate crisis that we've gathered an abundance of evidence to show that it's getting worse and quicker like it's not just getting worse and worse every year it's getting worse and the damage is getting greater every the year. The only guy who actually is going to do fuck about it is Bernie Sanders. Well, the only guy left. There were actually I mean, the only when guy Jay, left. When Jay Inslee was running, he was yes. running a campaign that was strictly climate change, yeah. and he wanted to spend like three trillion dollars on a green. And that's good. Deal. The problem is that was his only one thing. Yeah, and they got to run a whole country, and there's a lot of shit going on in the country, you know. And so that's where Bernie. He is the guy who could be a leader here. And he's credible because he's got these policies. You're never going to catch mean, Bernie. You're never going to catch him with a question about policy and say, well, what are you going to do about that? Where he's going to go? That's the, I don't know, that's I the weird thing that. is my, my <laughs> aunt tried to tell me that Bernie was dodging policy questions. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He, ne- he never dodged. They asked him how much is Medicare for all going to cost? And he gives them the honest answer. Well, I do not know the actual cost of Medicare for all. We haven't given health care to everyone. Like, right. I'm not going to bullshit you on a right. number that some economist <coughs> We just know it'll be cheaper. Like, he gives you right? the truth, and people are like, he's lying. Like, what? Right. What? And every study, every study, every study shows that it's going to save money. I mean, the only... Yeah, there's no way it couldn't save money. You spend the most in the world per person on health care. That's healthcare. his point. Twice well, I right. think we're getting a great deal. We get great service over here. Well, then why isn't 100% of your population being treated? And why is our life expectancy not only dropping but lower than other countries? Why is our child mortality rate the 27th in the world? Like, How about what happened to a, a U.S., America, mm-hmm. being exceptional? We're exceptional in the sense that we got shitty results from our health care system, and we're paying twice as much, and you got people dying because they can't go to see a freaking doctor. We already... And you got people going bankrupt, as Bernie says, half a million freaking people a year go bankrupt because of their stupid medical bills. My family's from Spain. So when I, I, I grew up in my summers in Barcelona, and then mm-hmm. I come back for school here, and they don't even understand what the hell we're talking about. When you get you go, like go to the premium? doctor and you gotta like pay money, like <laughs> what the hell is that? That's weird. What kind of crazy country are you guys at running the over office? there? And they literally don't understand what we're doing because it's so crazy. And the Canadians, the same thing. David Dole, he, he's amazing. But I mean, he's like he's like he goes on these rants because he's like, what is wrong with you people? Why do you want to pay all this money when you could have it like built into the you know, to, you know baked built into, into the into our government? We yeah. literally live in a system where a certain percentage of the population has been priced out of being treated. And because they've been priced out, 
the people who pay at the top actually have to pay more because the number of right. people, the demand for healthcare goes down, so the price goes up right. because they need to pay their bills and they have less people to do it with. Meanwhile, those people who can't pay for healthcare, they're getting worse, worse, worse. They're going to end up in the ER. Right. You're going to charge them. They're not going to have enough money for the ER. They might have had enough money to pay for some preventative care, but they didn't get that because it was just priced out of, like, it's just fucked. It's fucked up every way you look at it. The richer guys end up, to your point, they pay more more because they got to pay for all the people that don't have money. And then they're like, we don't want to pay for people's health care outright. We don't want to pay for glass. Like, these people are the ones arguing that they're Christians, like... Since when is it unchristian to pay for your neighbor's glasses? You know what's so like, great, though? Is it just, in the last couple of weeks, got awfully real. Because now, suddenly, the notion about, why would I want to pay for someone else's health care? It's like, sounds makes, like a dumb question makes now. Makes a lot of sense when there's a $120 coronavirus vaccine. That exactly. I can tell you right now, I don't have $120 for a coronavirus vaccine. Yeah. You don't? I mean, I actually do. But. And $1,300 $1, for the test. Let's be honest. $130 up front? I'm being completely honest. I might not stomach that price gap. Like, when you leave it up to people's, like, consumer decisions like this, right, right. You have, you're going to have young people being like, okay, I can get vaccinated for a massive hit in my bank account, or I can get infected with a disease that I'll survive. That I'll I'm survive. Young, right. Maybe someone else won't, but I'll survive. And it's just like, why leave that up to person? Why make that an economic decision? Like, just make them pay for their health care. They're going to go to the doctor if they're already paying for it. That's why this this <laughs> this, this reverence, this religious reverence of the of the free market, is so ridiculous. Because when you leave it up to the free market, um, you basically leave it up to this thing, whole thing falling apart. You leave it up to people's personal consumer decisions. Like, yeah. I make you a lot of irresponsible personal consumer decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Your public health system should be tied to what people want, like in the immediate short term. Like the two don't coalesce. Mm-hmm. So you guys think that the uh, that this this whole crisis with the stock market crashing, the coronavirus showing that we need to have socialized medicine, or at least you know get have everybody covered. And and I'll, do you, do you think that this is going to help, Bernie? Yes, um, I mean to ahead. contrast our response with countries like South Korea and China that have been able to tamp this thing down. And I heard China, like, back in January, they were getting, like, something like 2,500 new cases a day. Now they're down to, like, 30-something. So their response has been, what? I don't don't buy any of that. Okay, first of all, when you use China as a positive example... Not a good idea. We don't want Bernie to be associated positively but, no, with the Chinese here's a response. But Joe, here's the story. Communist China and South Korea, which is the, the opposite, yeah. both have universal health care. Both of them have gotten a handle on this virus. But they also have a advantage that no one's actually bringing up, which is that Confucius countries that have deep Confucian traditions are very conformist. And even without a totalitarian regime... If you told the population there, socially distance yourselves, like stay inside because you might get sick. Yeah. They're a lot more likely to listen than like Americans. Like I've been listening to all the panic. I've been like around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't have been around a lot of people. But he's like, I've been on the street. There's been a lot of traffic. There's been a lot of people in in barber shops. There's been a lot. There's of been a lot of people golf. like going out, and it's just like 
our culture is just in, yeah, like it's culture. not the governmental response that's the big problem. You can shut down the schools, you can shut down this and that. The disease is going to spread because Americans are stubborn and individualistic, and they're like, it ain't. But until it gets to a point, I mean, yeah. so just today, Spain announced they've, they've shut down the whole country and everybody is uh, required to stay in their house unless they have like a medical reason to come out of their home. France has done the same thing. Italy has done the same thing. Wow. These are some major countries. These are regular European I'm, countries. I'm just afraid the that Spanish like, are pretty now, liberal I'm, people. I'm going to tell and, you, you know, why the Chinese response has been so effective and why we wouldn't emulate it here, but... It's just surround a city. No, they literally they don't tell people to self quarantine at home. They They have fever clinics. No, no, they have separate places where people go with fevers, and the doctors are all suited up, and they monitor them there, away from the general hospital population, (coughs) and they test them. They get the tests back Mm -hmm. real quick. They do CT scans there like it's nothing, and they are sifting like they are segregating the sick population away from their health healthy family members because they figured out and that, that people that it was family clusters that were getting sick see, i'm gonna be like, honest i'm afraid the biggest effect this virus is gonna have is gonna scare people from going to the polls like i think that might be the biggest thing it does and that that worries me well certainly older people i mean i mean that, that most older, of the older, if older people don't show up that's a good thing but <laughs> but young people will use any excuse to not Joe, vote. There's lots of older people voting for Bernie, haven't you? They've been hearing the message okay, Bob, that Br- Michael Moore's saying, putting out we've there. We've won every demographic <laughs> so under 45. Like everyone under 45, we've won. Mm-hmm. Under 50, almost. I think. Yeah, everyone under 50. I'm not. I'm not like saying don't vote if you're old. I'm just saying not the worst thing in well, the world. Well, in Illinois, <laughs> they moved all of the polling booths that were in uh, both senior citizens' homes and nursing homes out. Because of the virus, so they move no more poll no more no more polling places in senior citizens' homes or nursing. What? Homes. Oh, that's good. And so what's oh, interesting is that the folks, the older folks who would normally just wheelchair themselves over and vote, they're probably not going to come out and vote. That's really sad, though. Yeah, but I mean, I they might they might mail it in. I may mm-hmm. make jokes about how oh we don't do well with that demographic, but I want them to vote. Everyone ultimately, vote. we want everybody to vote. I know my I'm grandma's ha- I'm comfortable it losing in. if I lost because every American voted. I'll be a little sad. I'll cry, but I agree. And I'll that's accept democracy. it and move on. And Bernie has said exactly the same thing. He goes, I don't care if they're going to vote for me or not. I want uh, this is a democracy, right. and and we're destroying this democracy with what the Democratic Party is doing, with this bullshit going on in colleges where there's one one polling place for forty thousand students, or Fargo, North Dakota, one polling place, Joe, for a hundred and twenty thousand people. In Fargo, See, North Dakota, that's one ridiculous. polling they... place. If they did that in a, in China, communist China, we'd be like, whoa, hair on fire! All those dictators and authoritarians. I, like the Democratic freaking here, party did that. Literally around here, I have walked from one polling place to, to another, another accidentally. Like, <laughs> they are everywhere around here. Like that's distru- that's disrespectful. That's disgraceful. It is disgraceful, and that's the and that's the point. And it's not, it's on purpose. Yeah, it's on purpose. And the other I thing, can guarantee you what. That the majority of that 100 and something thousand was not white. Like, that's right. It, it was either Mexican or black, but that would never happen in a white area, oh, one polling place for 100,000 white people. It, exactly. I, I'd love to see it. All right, so now, if you don't mind, we're going to go down yeah, this rabbit hole, which is, let me just throw this out because I don't know. Okay. Joe, uh, we haven't talked about this with you, but. Yeah, I want to talk. Oh, Minnesota, uh, or, uh, sorry, Massachusetts. Yeah, I want to talk about the race. 
and, and so this goes to the race. Yes. So, good. so what about Massachusetts? Massachusetts. In foreign countries, when the Carter Center goes in to Latin American and Central American countries, for example, or countries in Africa, and they observe elections, uh-huh. they hold exit polls. Yeah, to, to double check. If the exit poll varies from the stated government Total. election results by more than yeah. three to three and a half percent, the United Nations out. declares that it's an invalid election because of election fraud. Okay. That's amazing. Massachusetts, this last Super Tuesday, the difference, Bernie Sanders to Joe Biden, exit polls versus actual polls. The difference, Elizabeth Warren to Joe Biden, exit polls to actual polls, was between eight and 15%. That's one out of 90 million to one out of 150 million chance of happening by accident, i.e. not by fraud. So do you know how they conduct an exit poll? Do they ask everybody who comes out of certain polling places? Or I don't know the methodology. I know that that this like Reuters and these people. I mean, these are not like, you know, random, random things. And then the Republican exit polls in exactly the same precincts and exactly the same uh, you know, machines and the same machines, everything else. The difference was like one and a half percent. See, this is one of those situations where I feel like we've been gaslighted for so long. I don't know how to respond because it's like, on Absolutely. the one hand, I feel like we should be screaming in the streets, like turning cars over. And on the other hand, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's vague is... enough that like they get away with it. Like I mean, you don't know whether you're. Being ripped off in broad daylight, or you're overreacting. No, I think, like, I think it's right in front of our face they're ripping us off because they want to leave no stone unturned. They cannot have Bernie Sanders and become president like, and take well, away their gravy train and take away their consulting job and, and take away their lobbyist money and take away their millions of dollars of contributions. Nancy Pelosi is worth a hundred million dollars. What? Can you explain that to me? That's crazy. She earns $178,000 a year on her salary. What the hell is she doing being worth $100 million? Where'd she get $99 million? You tell me. That's wild. I mean, that's why I have donated to Shahid Buttar, the challenger to Nancy Pelosi. But that oil money must feel good, Nancy. As far as this race overall, like, Everyone who dropped out before Super Tuesday is really showing a disgrace to our electoral system. Like, if you are going to come in, absorb media attention, like, distract from Bernie, essentially. Absorb delicate. Or create alternatives to Joe Biden, then you best actually stay to be an alternative to Joe Biden. Because if you leave before Super Tuesday... All you're doing is distracting from media but attention that should have been going gonna to Bernie Sanders. Are we going to call out the man who did it? Are we going to call out the man whose fault it is? You whose fault Barack is Obama. it? Obama. Yeah. Yes. Obama. Yes, we he are. He's just like the Grim Reaper. He's walking up behind moderates like, thank you for serving your country, and just kills them. And like, <laughs> you know, did we talk about uh, the uh, Kamala Harris thing? Oh, yeah, we got to get back. We got to get that back in. Here's Kamala Harris, right? Remember back to this, Joe. Back in that first debate? Remember this. In the first debate or or whatever debate it was. I was that little girl. There there was a little girl who had her hopes up and could have gone to a better school. 
but she ended up being disappointed and her dreams were crushed or whatever the hell she no, said. No, no, no. She, she said you tried. I, she said that you tried to stop those buses, okay. but you failed. And I was that little girl on those buses. Girl. Okay, remember that. And then fast forward to when she was... Joe Biden is the future of this country. And Joe she... Biden will bring us to a better tomorrow. And she <laughs> said, but she, most importantly, she said, his whole career, he's been, <laughs> he's been standing up for the little guy. But Kamala, so his, you were his the policy, little guy. His policy on busing was racist. Until she needed that endorsement With the check, people of then Iraq, it's like not the his policy on busing was fighting for the little guy. You, were, you know, it's it makes disgusting. perfect sense. It's it disgusting. makes sense. So Barack Obama may have been the Grim Reaper, but he had some willing yeah, candidates there. I mean, repeatedly. When you've been getting that that big D money, I mean, it's unbelievable. I guess it tastes sweet. Repeatedly advocating. For the dissolution of Social Security, that's really fighting for the little guy. I mean, <laughs> my worry is this: I don't know if Bernie has it in him to go on Sunday, balls and, to the wall. No, I think he's got it. No, I'm, I'm not, I, I think I, he's I've got ready. faith in him. Like he doesn't like attacking, but he, like Biden's been hiding for weeks now. He has like, been. And Bernie has been waiting. Like, there is no way that Bernie has <laughs> oh, not I finally come right. around to it. Like, I guess I must be mean to Joel now. <laughs> My good friend, it is time I hope to, you're right. to fisticuffs. Like, he has to have settled it up in his I, mind. I, I hope you're right, man. Like, this is the most important debate of his life. This is the most important debate this of is, my life. It doesn't matter what happens with Trump. To think about I'm, preserving yeah. Joe Biden's electability. Like, this is not the time to be pulling Why any punches. does Bernie ever say... Oh, but Joe can beat. Well, he shouldn't well, say the that. Reason, the but reason he says that is because he Bernie's doesn't want to be consistently champion that Bernie beats Trump poll after poll. Well, the thing is, so does so Joe. Does Joe. And so he'd like, be lying. He, Joe, he, this, this is what I like. It's what everyone likes about Bernie. Like, he's not going to lie to you. He's not going to tell you. But there's I think no he's way wrong. Joe. I, I mean, I think he's wrong. That's my problem. Is I disagree with him on that. I appreciate your point that he's being honest about it if he believes that. But how does he believe that? I think it is. Po- I'm going to be honest. I think it is possible for Joe to beat Trump. Well, like, maybe, he had amazing turnout of black voters. Like, we, like, among most voters, Thanks, Obama. this has been a regular. <laughs> this has been a regular primary. But among black voters. Voters, there's been really high turnout. So yeah, thanks Obama. Like mm-hmm. the Obama coalition, I think will show up for Biden, and I think he might win. But here's what I think: is that's he, the end of the even train. Even if he wins, even <laughs> if he wins, like we weren't here just to get rid of Trump. Michael Moore says it every episode: we're here to get rid of what gave us Donald Trump. That's and is problem. Joe Biden going to be able to do that? I think as soon as he's elected president, no he might just drop dead out of happiness. <laughs> like like. He literally might have a stroke actually winning. Just out of pure, the endorphins going into his old brain might might knock him out. I don't know, like, but I just don't, I, I don't I don't see people coming out to vote hope, for Biden. Hoping to recreate the Obama coalition with Joe Biden is like secondhand identity politics. It's like <laughs> it is. It, it's right, not. Right, right. I have a black friend. <laughs> He's literally good, running on the pitch. <laughs> I have a black friend. I think you know him. Like that's literally his whole like, that. Strategy might work in 2020, but it's not going any farther than that. That is a dead end for the Democratic well, I hope Party. That in, the, in the debate, whereas uh, the Bernie Sanders like vision is a cohesive and intelligent plan, plan yeah, for America's future. Yes, it's a. Rev- it's not but, even new. But let's. What, what are you saying, Joe? 
Uh, I mean, George. George. <laughs> so, uh, I'm hoping that in the debate, I hope that what happens, which is I think pretty likely, is that Bernie will kind of go after Biden softly, but on policy, and Biden's going to melt down. Because the clips that I've seen where he's speaking for three, four minutes, he can't get to the end. And he's always wrapping up by saying, okay, I've said enough now. Or, I guess I'm out of time. He's always threatening people. And he's, and, and he's got a short temper, which is, a, a, I'm sorry to say, but that's actually uh, like an indication of, of what, you know, what was dementia. Of, of mental decline. Right. I mean, I don't even mind having a short temper yelling at a voter. Like, if you yell a response at a voter, like they ask you a question, mm-hmm. you yell an aggressive response at them, as long as it's like a coherent, thought-out response, I'll be right, like, right. That's a fiery politician. Not hate Joe Biden that. literally just pokes people and he's like, don't vote for me. Like, you're a great or, politician, Or he said Joe. to that union guy, you're a horse's ass. And, you're a horse's and, ass. And all this stuff. And you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Was it the Constitution? What was he trying to quote? The preamble. He yeah, was the like, preamble. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That uh, all men and the creator, you know the thing. You know the thing. <laughs> that was like, that's embarrassing. I watched the Jimmy Dore uh, segment, you probably watched it, where he played that clip. I want to say something like literally 25 times because he, he played and he'd go, I got to play it again. I got to play it again. <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Steph, Steph and uh, Ron Placone were like, yeah, play it again. Come on, one more time. <laughs> Just because it was so extreme. But I mean, the stuff where he wanders off, where he forgets what he's saying, all those things. I mean, I think two hours is going to be too much for him. And he's going to have an hour to speak because if they're speaking 50% of the time, mm, hopefully. an hour. I've never seen him speak more than five minutes. I mean, hopefully he gives Legit, up some of his like, time. Legit, like even from his vice, <laughs> one of his most memorable, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give a good Joe Biden quote. One of his most memorable quotes from his like vice president days is I remember someone asked him a question about guns and he was like, we might come for your AR-15, but all you really need for home defense is a pump-action shotgun. Because when they hear the click, they'll start running. I'm like, I remember. That. I miss that Joe Biden. Like, that'd be <laughs> nice. At least when he said ridiculous shit back then, it was ridiculous because you heard the whole sentence. <laughs> but we could. That's very true. That if that Joe Biden was still around, I wouldn't be like. He's in decline. Like he's actually in decline. Yeah, he is. And 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 we just have to make sure that it gets out. And I think because of the so to, to combine two of our three topics, because sports is off, people are home. I think that a lot of people are going to be watching this in. debate. Hey, yeah, I think this could get a big Thank you, NBA, for canceling. <laughs> right? Exactly. And the NCAA, everything's canceled. So yeah, I, I mean, think that you what... got nothing better to do, you loser non-voters. Show up and at least watch a debate. <laughs> if they watch the debate and they watch the difference between Bernie Sanders having a passion, having 40 years of a passion, back when when Joe Biden was 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 voting against integration and busing. Frickin' Bernie Sanders was was out getting arrested, yes. protesting, uh, you know, uh, lack of. He was uh, out trying to make a difference, right? And so and so, I mean, the difference is so stark, but we haven't been able to see them next to each other to see that difference, you know? Like if you're comparing two paint colors, because you're gonna paint the the living room, if you hold one over here and you look at it and you put it down, then you hold the other one over here and look at it. You can't tell the contrast. They're kind of both kind of white, different shades of white. Or They're different both shades different of shades of blue. They're all the same. A right. Democrat's a Democrat. But you bring them next to each other and you put those two paint chips together, you, you can see the difference. And you get an hour to look at them on the wall up next to them and you're like, this one's chipping. <laughs> That's right. After There's one hour. There's red right. mixed into this. The red <laughs> right. pigment is coming out. 
Oh, look at this one. It's an excellent matte blue. We're going to go with there that. There you go. One. I like your color choices. That's good. No, but I mean, I think that's really what's going to happen. That's what I'm hoping anyway. And I think if it does happen, and even if they don't postpone the primaries, I think if they postpone any of the primaries from this coming uh, set of primaries, it's going to help. Because uh, I think I think it would the help. debate could start the momentum, yeah. and it's going to give but more time. I, I don't you know? think they're going to postpone them at all because, because of that. You heard right. it. What was that dude on Jim uh, Clyburn? Jim Clyburn. He's like, this shit's over. Right. We need to end the primary like nah. right now. I was like, what do you even mean? You mean just like don't let the other states vote? Like half the country, I don't live in New Hampshire or California, so your voice doesn't count. Not to the DNC. Dude, that's why I want to see Bernie win. Just, just, just to, just to embarrass or just, <coughs> just to have him eat those words, you know? Yeah, I, I really, I really want him to eat his words. Mm. But have you seen a show? Uh, I wanted to talk about this. Have you seen a show called F is for Family? It's by no. the comedian Bill Burr. Have you heard of Bill Burr? I have. Well, I heard someone call him a centrist dem the other day. So wow. it's actually ironic. I'm bringing him up. But I just like this show because it's a show bat painted about like the 70s, about like a suburban family growing up with centrist dem democratic like presidents and wow. how like they literally talk about in the show how they feel like the Democratic Party's abandoned the worker and they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, OK, so this is a show from a centrist dem where they're talking about democratic huh. centrism that like leads to economic stagnation and like hell holes. And like the American <laughs> decline, and if even a centrist Dem can say, "Oh, I missed the good old days when the Democratic Party stood up for the worker," I'm just like, who can't see it? Like it feels like everyone can see it. Like we, like right. who hasn't wanted to right. finish what FDR started? Like I feel like that's what every Democrat grows up thinking about is just FDR. Like he's so big in the Democratic and Party. Luther King. The biggest people <laughs> since right. him. Are the people who achieved some of his yeah Martin Luther King, Big time. LBJ, JFK? Like the reason we remember all these names is because they kept going That's with right. what FDR started, and now we have a candidate who's actually saying, "I would like to finish the Economic Bill of Rights. We only got Social Security last time," and it's like, that is too radical. You're never going to be able to win an election like that. It's the gaslighting that's so successful. That's the problem. You're right. Mm -hmm. Most people actually agree with Bernie's policies. He said that himself in that speech, and I didn't particularly like the tone of what he was saying, but he, he said basically we've lost the argument of electability, even though he goes, even though I disagree with that. He yeah, said, we haven't but, lost. But people, I know, but he said, but people all say, Bernie, I agree with your policies, but we don't think you're electable. <coughs> And so he said the mission at this debate is to prove which of the two people is most electable. And I think what he's secretly saying is wait till you see Joe in wait action till for you an see hour. Joe try to talk. That's right. I think that's where the electability, people are going to be like, ouch, that's the electable guy? And the electable I, guy can't seem to talk to the voter. Right. Well, what you think? I really think that this debate could do a lot of the arguing for people on the ground like us. I mean, right. the way they're training I us right. yes. to canvas, they say, don't get into arguments, don't get into <laughs> rational know. debate. True. Welcome. True. But True. that's ridiculous. If, you, if you're if you in an actually rational debate, if you're not getting too emotional with it, mm -hmm. there's no way that that can't help your cause. As long as right. you're not throwing insults out there, right. there's no way... That a bringing up a rational policy point 
of Bernie Sanders is going to make someone less likely right. to vote for him. And so, it's always in one direction. It's like there's such snowflakes because it's like it only works Thank you in for the direction. using the word snowflakes. It's only I've been throwing around liberal on my pod. Bob doesn't like it, but we got to take these terms back. But it only works in one direction. It's always like if if someone on the left criticizes anything or says anything negative about the centrist candidate, oh my God. It's like you're no trying to unity, tear this party trying apart. Trying to tear the party apart. But Bernie but, is he's a, a communist, communist, and he wants to sleep with Castro's daughters. Like, what the <laughs> hell? They can insult anything they want, and it's okay. And they're like, but do you remember that time he had a sister city program with the USSR? <laughs> what a real kind. It's like you have the head of the CIA at that time coming out and saying, yeah, we knew about that. It was all good. Reagan endorsed it. And it's, and it's still like, what? happening. But he's a commie. There's still he, a sister city. Yeah. Still happening. Oh, it's not the USSR anymore. We won. We beat the commies, but... And Barack Obama said, you know what? The, the quote was amazing. You know what? There's some things that, that Castro did very well. And I told... Obama says, I told Castro to his face. I told him that he had done a good job with education, mm -hmm. with etc. Everybody's happy. You had uh, Whoopi Goldberg thing. on The View. They played the clip where they were attacking Obama or something. She's like, well, you know... That's true. He's just telling the truth. Just because a guy, you know, you can't. You have to. You have to be able and to work with these people. She's still on the view, so she probably got clips of her saying the opposite. Exactly. I mean, and now, to, now, recently, they they did the thing with with the, they brought up Bernie Sanders and like, how can he support a dictator? The guy's a dictator. Blah blah blah. I mean, so it's just amazing. I mean, the, I'm glad you brought up the view because they're part of the reason we're called the Bernie Bro Podcast. You're right. They're yeah. one of the OG. Bernie bro haters mm -hmm. out here trying to say that our movement is fundamentally white males, essentially, which is the most backwards way to characterize our campaign. You would probably know better than me. How many women are out here volunteering for Bernie Sanders? Look, I am an old guy. I'm 62, right? And I, I uh, helped start uh, Schomburg for Bernie, which is a volunteer so you organization. So you're the Bernie Schomburg. brothers talking We about. got like 250 <laughs> people, right? And I am, with one exception... By far, the oldest guy, the oldest person at every event, <laughs> and it's generally the, the the group of volunteers is predominantly young women in their late twenties, in their thirties, you know, guys in their thirties and forties. I was about to say, it's I bet such more a, women have their shit together. Bullshit, you know, thing and. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just gaslighting, man. I mean, it's, it's even, all it is. Even if there was a large like white male aspect to the Bernie campaign, isn't that how we lost the last election? Because white males in a certain Good key point. states, we lost. Like, is it the worst thing in the world that we might gain ground in a demographic that we've been losing ground in election after election? Like, even but, if you believe in the identity politics thing, like. In order to believe in that intersexual hierarchy, you have to believe in that there should be a rotation. Well, that the problem was we had 45 years of just white men. So now we needed a black man. The next person might be a woman or an Asian man or a, oh, a gay, I mean, a Jewish man. That might be nice. Like never The intersexual hierarchy works out. Like It's not like... How is it not historic? It's yeah. not like we're stopping the wheel. We're going back to just white men. He's Jewish. 
He, and by the way, Bernie does better with women than men. If you, when you look at the polls, when you look at the numbers, you look at the voting results. He actually he, does, he gets a higher percentage of vote of, from women than than men. Maybe he just does better with white men than like your vanilla Democrat. And how is that right. a bad thing? Right. Like we might win in a, we might win. Whoa. See, I don't think that I don't think the Democratic establishment wants to win. I no, think they it, don't. it's in their interest for Donald Trump to win again. And the reason I say that is because the consultants, if Bernie Sanders becomes president. The consultants, the they lose their money. And they get they, they get nothing. paid to consult whether we win or lose. Win, lose, draw. They come to get their checks. Right. Like, right. And the donors are the same donors. The, the same people donate to Joe Biden as donate to Donald Trump. And that's really why I did. That's what separated Bernie from Warren is when I talked to Warren volunteers, when they called me, tried to convince me to get on board, they mm-hmm. talked about how. Their think tanks were talking about the UBI, how they had think tanks working on it. Like, what? Right. What? You need think tanks <laughs> deciding what your president's going to do? They, they, they're they going to math it all out and figure yeah. out who, if it's popular Unless enough? Unless your no. think tank is so made true. up of only McDonald's and Starbucks employees, I don't give a shit what they have to say. <laughs> they can get – you and should give Topgolf employees a voice. Yeah, <laughs> them too. But that's the beauty of uh, when you look at the demographics uh, in terms of uh, how people are employed that vote for Bernie. It's teachers. It's Walmart employees. It's Amazon yeah, workers. Really, and nobody talks about. You that's know, one thing the type that pisses of, me off. Is they always and these people get away with saying that Bernie hasn't done anything, and then you turn on and say, "Excuse the fuck out of me," but didn't Amazon like raise their minimum wage to fifteen bucks an hour just because Bernie barked? He barked once. Bark. Fifteen. And all of a sudden, fifteen bucks an hour. He barked again. Walmart changed their 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 pay. Uh, I forget what else, like a whole bunch of stuff. He's out on picket lines and, and getting, you know, unions to gain concessions because of what he's doing. He got the first um, bipartisan vote to pass the, the, that bill to uh, end, end, the, uh, to the, end the war in, in Yemen. In Yemen. Right. Yeah. How is that not like a thing? Oh, he hasn't yeah. done anything. doesn't count. That's a pretty does, big doesn't thing. doesn't count. And, so, yeah. and Elizabeth Warren, people will say, like, oh, she got her own federal agency. That is not a independent oh, yeah, voter she, winning issue. Like, like she got building, her own adding federal to the agency. federal bureaucracy is not going to win over people who lean and red. And she couldn't even stay in and charge Joe Biden's of it. like, I got votes to help you get that agency. And people boo and, like, <sighs> cut, like try to tell him he's wrong. It's like, wait. She did have help. Like it's not like Elizabeth Warren walked into the White House one day and was like, right. "Give me an agency." She got help from Michael Moore making from a documentary. She got right. fun help from Bernie Sanders. She got help from Joe Biden. She got help from Obama. Like, good job, Elizabeth. I, but, I don't know. To me, there's nothing worse than somebody who you you know, you, where, where Bernie like encouraged her to run. She he didn't begged her. her. She didn't. Then she didn't even endorse him. Then. They're both running. She backs out. And she won't endorse him again. That's the craziest thing. She's hurt that she lost. And I'd be hurt that I lost too. Like if I ran for president, I would want to win. If I lost, it'd be crushing. I would hope I would at least have the decency to to endorse a friend who asked me to run for president. That's That's the craziest thing about the Elizabeth Warren campaign from the beginning. She... Did not start it. There were millions of Americans yeah. begging her to run. Run, run. Did you hear what the campaign said is the reason why she's not endorsing? Did what? you guys hear this? Why? They actually, the campaign what did they say? Said, because she was upset 
oh, that about Bernie, us. that Bernie held rallies in, in Boston. Yeah, I heard that. The reason was, oh, he dude, beat me in my home state. Dude, like to your point. I'm sorry, this was an election. Were we supposed to give you that one freebie? Unbelievable. <laughs> were like, we supposed to ignore like, Boston? We respect, <laughs> we respect Elizabeth Warren. So the city of Boston and all of Massachusetts is off limits. We're all playing a kids game. We Even gave her this win. Right. Like we had to let her win in like in a game of Smash Bros to keep her playing. Like no, this isn't children's shit. What a snowflake <laughs> to use that term again. Honest <laughs> to God, are you serious? Are you kidding me? He he freaking held a rally in Massachusetts. So you're gonna let the whole progressive wing of the Democratic Party down? You're gonna flip them off. You're gonna tell them to go f off, and you're gonna not endorse. The, the progressive candidate. Now, let's be real. Well, Bernie you could have an impact. Yeah, no, she you could have had, had, you an could have a real impact. Right like, before nope. Super Frickin' Tuesday. Are you kidding me? And nope. let's be real. Bernie Sanders is not entitled to every Elizabeth Warren supporter's no, vote. And he's not entitled right. to all those women who just voted for him just because she's a woman. But if you think about it, Bernie Sanders act- is the only one really representing no. women's interests. He's the only By one far. fighting for he, universal child yes. care. Here's the thing. And if you're a Warren supporter and you've been telling people for months, you don't just support her because she's a woman. You support her because of X, Y, and Z her and her platform. And, her and then as soon as she's out and you have to compare the platforms of Joe Biden versus Bernie Sanders, and how can you look me in the eyes and say, I would rather vote for... Biden, but I thought you cared about the Warren platform. I just don't like Bernie. I don't like the way he is mean. Like what? Which which and is it? Which is it? The, is it the substance right. or is it the person? That's a because good way a to few put it. a few hours ago you were saying I care about the substance of the Warren campaign, really and now it's like it. yeah, he just makes me feel the wrong and, way. And if you want to blame Elizabeth's failure on all this sexism in America, I think that's ridiculous. Simply because. Four female U.S. senators ran for president in the year 2020. Four. Where were those four female U.S. senators in 2016? Well, hey, I voted for uh, for Jill Stein, you know, in 2016, really? and I was a sexist because I voted oh. for. Oh, wait, that's weird. I voted for a woman. Yeah, they were. I, they were talking. But about I was this, a sexist because I, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. They were talking about who this I on a thought podcast. was the worst was possible candidate, and she lost anyway. They're like, hey, do you guys want to introduce your friend? Uh, you guys oh, yeah, D-Bass is here. He's been on the pod before. He just doesn't want this to talk This is DeAndre. Today. I'm a co-host. This but, is George. <laughs> okay, here, give me nice a fistful. Nice to meet you. But you've been, just figure I'd say just hi. so you know, <laughs> it, it's it's 10 right now. I don't want to keep you here too long if you... Uh, if you've got, we're still we're, we're still but cooking. As long as Wait, cook, it's up to you guys. What, what were we just talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how okay, Elizabeth well, Warren did not, not lose not because of sexism. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Like, Elizabeth had a golden opportunity. She was asked in 2016, not just by Bernie, but I was literally approached by my buddy Robert Perez. He was like, this girl, Elizabeth Warren, she's really great. She should run for president. And I got all excited back I then. I did, too. And I she never she ran. My hero so she had time. an open lane. It was 1v1 right. woman. She had a chance to knock the kingpin off of her pedestal and take the spot. She waited four years. Maybe not the worst decision, but you wait four years, more people get their shit together. Right. More people run. Like, it was a harder race. Right. She made you got to run against Bernie but, this time because he's the one who asked you to run, and you didn't run last time, right. and he's still in this and shit. he built a movement, like, and he's got a I'm lot of I'm sorry people. he had four years' advantage on you. Right. And even though he offered that four years to you, you didn't take it. But being mad that he beat you now after he offered you the head start 
seems a little bit ungrateful. And and I'm so worried about the, the groundwork that's being laid. Where where today Joe Biden came out and said that he he supports her uh, bankruptcy bill, the one that and, counters the the other bill. And the historic the, the bill that that Joe Biden wrote that prevents so, students. So it from, undoes it. So the bill yeah, undoes it. Yeah, and he said he supports. And so today he came out and said he endorses that bill. So they're yeah. laying the groundwork for, for a, a VP situation, I think. And if that he happens, thinks that I think she it's might a get on be the honest, Joe that's Biden. kind of a waste of space on the Biden campaign. There's got to be someone who's not white who can be his VP. No, it's um, Stacey, uh, Abrams, Stacey Abrams, who would be a good pick. She's a centrist, though, too. Yeah, she's a centrist, but I'm getting... She, she, she endorsed frickin' uh, Bloomberg. That's wild. Well, don't don't forget that he he had all the money for her campaign, so you gotta go give her back the favor. It wasn't her campaign. Money controls everything. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Honestly, people talk about original sin. I mean, I'm not saying if you got money, you got an original sin, but there's influence there. Like you gotta admit it. Well, come on, and that's why Bernie's the right guy because he doesn't give a flying screw about that, and they can't they can't buy him. I just worry that they can intimidate him. I feel like he's intimidatable because of the way that he supported Hillary. And think about what happened there. That is so disgusting and despicable. He went around campaigning for her. He went to... It broke my heart every time I saw 52 different rallies. Every time rallies. I saw it, I was like, Bernie, stop doing that. You're killing me. And he still did it anyway. And now Hillary Clinton still comes out She's with a Hulu, still Hulu uh, show and with a book. Criticizing Bernie for not supporting him and blaming him. She, she's literally blaming still him. like, she's, he made me lose. He went out and did those rallies for me, but he made me lose. Like this is four years later, <coughs> you are still complaining about. And she like, wrote he a literally letter swallowed at the time. his like pride. Hillary. We voted for you. But she well, wrote a letter at the time, <laughs> thanking him for all of his help, and saying, "I wouldn't have been able to do you know anything that, without your help and all this stuff." Yeah, that was someone else wrote. Every that. politician, mm-hmm. I swear to God, they're disingenuous and dishonest, except for Bernie. I mean, I mean it. It's like to me, I don't see an alternative. The amount of I don't, his, I don't. I literally feel sometimes like he was sent from the gods. Like, like the, we need those, to get this candidate now because so we're not funny. we're not going to get they, another one. Like this. when they do the thing about I sent you a bird last time. Plague. And and now I, the, you guys didn't listen, so now you okay? Wait, now you got a plague. I mean, Is this going to help? I tell me what fun. you think about this because you said you think he's going to be intimidated. So we've got a lot of people in the Bernie movement. We just take Killer Mike and a bunch of punk rockers, like some real goth, emo-looking socialists. And we have them stand behind Bernie at every event. And when people start intimidating him, they just start booing. Boo! Like, we need the real Twitter mob in real life. Boo! Boo! boo. And then when Bernie starts That's saying shit help. That, that, like, is real... They just they just gotta they gotta wait and they gotta be like yeah yeah say it again say it again <laughs> like we need the hype we I, need the hype crew I think I he's mean, intimidated by the establishment what were we gonna say though I just I well, think he is, likes the Democratic establishment like Bernie amount. is a Democrat no matter what they say he has a historical appreciation of the Democratic Party like he doesn't want to sink it I don't think he wants to destroy everyone who's made their life as a Democrat he's offering them a chance to you know do the right thing. I mean, the the problem with the establishment, the media, Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren is the amount of historical revisionism that goes on and gets passed off as an effective critique of what happened. When Elizabeth Warren comes and says that she was just trying to find the middle lane between – the moderates with yeah. Joe Biden and the progressives with Bernie Sanders, that oversimplifies the fact that there were 
fucking eight other candidates right. out there and you were not just competing with those two right. and you were not even beating everybody else at the end like Pete Buttigieg was doing better than you you were trying to carve a lane that other people were trying to carve out too like and, and Bob to me the whole her whole statement about that exposed such a lack of positioning of actual belief in policy because her preoccupation was which lane will I pursue? Mm-hmm. Well, wait she, a minute. She should get the lanes. Pursue what you believe. How about pursue something you believe? That to me, that was such a, a glimpse into her way her of mindset. thinking. Yeah. Her, her biggest mistake was trying to be in between the two lanes. She should have stayed in the lane she was in. Taken away. Yeah. Bernie, we're talk about like, lanes, the second exactly she started right. trying to like craft herself for more moderate audience is when she started losing momentum. Yeah, you can tell. She stopped criticizing Biden. It was like she wouldn't criticize mm-hmm. him or anything and like that. And then she started attacking Bernie. Like he right. said a woman and, couldn't be president. And, now, and she dropped like a stone. And everyone now she's she salty lying. because everyone went and attacked her with snakes on Twitter. Her whole Twitter got replaced with snakes. That's her own fault. <laughs> if you didn't want to be called a snake, you should have stuck to what you believed there's, in. There's a great, there's a great, uh, uh, a quote of Bernie Sanders, which, which says, "Be the it's from years ago. Be the kind of person where if they come after you and say bad things about you, nobody will believe them." And that's what happened. Elizabeth Warren came out and made up this thing about, or whatever. I yes. say made up, but she, at a minimum, I mean, allowed it to be misconstrued. Ex- mis- even if and it was true, even if it was 100% true, just the way it was released. Because it was a, a private rumor conversation. From right. a campaign aide about a private conversation from over a year and a half ago. Like if Bernie had really said that, maybe you should have told us when he said it. Right. You're waiting until it's politically advantageous for that shit to come out. That's clearly like a dirty ass political move. It like was, we don't it want was, that. It was. And as you said before, though, nobody believes that he actually yeah. said that. And after in 1984, he mm-hmm. was sitting there telling little girls, "Yes, you can run to be president. You should run to be president. We need women to be president." And the girl goes, "Are there other uh, women? In yes, there's a woman mayor. There's this person." He's going through like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a throwaway comment. Like he was he was going out of his way yes. to make sure. The little girls in his community knew that they could be president too. Like if that's that's more important than telling a grown woman, you can be president too. I know you can. Like this is a little girl. Well, like, he it's he a, not only told her that though, Joe. He freaking he begged he, her he to begged be her the to president. Run. How do you beg somebody to run if you believe that women can't be president? Mm-hmm. Are you an idiot? Like why would he do that? So it's just so aggravating to me. The gaslighting is nonstop. Nonstop. Nonstop from every angle, you know? And uh, watching Trump in action is just, the whole thing is so crazy. Because you watch Trump, he's like a two-year-old, where everything has to do with him. And every time he goes off script, it's the most embarrassing wording. Like, who talks the way he talks? Like, even the thing That's on so the, true. go back to the bus thing, way back before. Who says that stuff? Who talks about doing that stuff to women? And like, oh. You know, like, who talks like that? Who, I, honestly, I got, even in a locker room, I got like most people are not are like, talking like that. That's really not locker goofy. room talk. They don't talk like that. Nobody talks. It's embarrassing. It's like, dude, if you got to do that, what the hell's wrong he, with you? It's just so goofy. I think he just is always speaking to an audience. Like, I, I mean, you shouldn't do that i think donald trump's obviously always been trying to say what he thinks the people are with he wants to say and that's right that says a lot about him like even 
Like yeah. people like it says a lot about him that he would even say that about a woman. No, it does say a lot, but it says even more that he's just willing to say that type of stuff if he thinks yeah. you will enjoy hearing right. it. Well, actually, right. he didn't think anybody was hearing that comment. No, but the guy he for his audience it to of one. someone, Bob. Yeah, True. the guy was his name. But, uh, the guy from I, like, I don't forget his name. A young guy. He was like, and he's laughing away. You know, the guy that he was telling to. So he, that was his audience. Was that yeah, guy? Yeah. So and he figured all oh, this guy's gonna one. love this and I'm gonna talk about it I'll give me some mints cause I'm you know all that nonsense it was like so embarrassing so anyway so you got Trump going on then you've got the establishment pulling, up, pulling all this crap where we have exit polls that don't match you got uh, polling places being closed in Texas by the dozen the day before you got all this gaslighting you have all the candidates get out and suddenly endorse Joe Biden the day before Super Tuesday you got Elizabeth Warren supposedly his friend, backing out and hoarding her delegates and not endorsing. So, and you know what? It's, it's, it's I, I really see. think this. I really believe this at the end of the day. We shall overcome, baby. We're going to overcome. We've been saying it since Martin Luther King was around, but we shall overcome. I don't care what the establishment Dems do. I don't care what the media does. I don't care what Elizabeth Warren does. We I don't will. care if they try to rig the election. We're going to overcome. Like, Eventually. If they somehow make Joe Biden the nominee, we're going to make Joe Biden give us every goddamn thing that Bernie Sanders tr was promising us. Like, he's a pushover. Like, our movement doesn't stop with the election. They think they can just get rid of us because, oh, we're going right, to yeah. nominate. And I just want to. I, I hope you're right. They, I mean, we're talking about we the gotta establishment. We've got to keep trying. They, they can't stop us from trying. I talked to an independent sure. while I was canvassing who said she didn't like how Bernie was talking about the establishment in the same way that. Donald Trump was talks about a deep state, and I find that to be ridiculous because ridiculous. he's in charge of our federal agencies. There is no deep state I mean, stopping Donald <laughs> Trump from doing anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, he killed General we, Soleimani. We, there, but there are people. There is shit. a very I mean, real democratic establishment with financial special interests that do not match <coughs> their stated political goals like right, right. we live we are supporting a party that says one thing and does another right. consistently Sneaking and it's time that we choose a leader who's going to walk the talk and the only person who's going to do that right now is bernie sanders watch watch the speech he gave a couple days ago watch that speech watch the debate no but, but go back and watch the youtube of that speech because that was the most presidential speech that I've seen and that'll inspire you but anyway now all right I think we should close it up honestly. Well, yeah, th it up, right? thank you so much for thank coming you, George you were an amazing You've been, speaker I'm gonna be honest I'm, this, is a, this is a diss to all the other guests out there that we've had You've been our best guest by far because oh, no, I, mean, I really I really enjoyed talking to you 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 were into all the issues like and you didn't mind this the cold. Will be a, great... a lot of people have have pushed you out because of the cold, and no, you, well, you, know you what, stuck though? it out Bob with us. Bob gave me a nice big ass face. <laughs> hey, well, I'm glad yes. it helps. But I will uh, definitely throw this out. If anybody is listening to this, hopefully before Tuesday. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get this. Up we're gonna quick. get this. We're getting this tonight. tonight. Please vote, vote for all of the delegates. Vote for me uh, if you're in the sixth district and you're voting. Vote all six. All, vote all six. And, vote for Dan uh, Bailey. And for sure, make sure you don't miss the bottom one because I'm at the bottom. George Kabala. Yep. That's George Kabala. I'm running for delegates, so I He's hope you the most important him. one. And, and if you want to go five out of six, make sure one of those five is George. <laughs> help right. help us get some more delegates on the pod. We, well, we gotta, it's a little late for that. Nah, we, Let's just be glad we got the true, best delegate. True, I'm 100% sure we got the best delegate. Well, if I go this to the has convention, been an amazing episode. I'm going to vote for Bernie in the first ballot, and I'm telling you what. 
there's no change in my vote if there's a second ballot. And I think we not only had a great guest, I think I made a good friend. This has been hey, a good day. Been good great. day. Great to you come you. back again. This is great. This is a lot yeah. of fun. I'm impressed with just how connected and, and like clued in you guys are. Honest to God. Well, and I'm happy to hear that it's not just the young people. We've got the older generations there, helping us there, out, there too. We're go. not and, alone. And exactly. thank you, Bernie Brethren, for tuning in. Come get us next time when we'll we'll keep we'll stay with you throughout this process even after the nomination settled. So thanks for tuning in. Sounds good. Good.